0: Hi, friends, welcome to that partnership podcast, exploring gospel partnership and generosity in the Bible alongside stories of support raising from around our fellowship. We pray you'll be encouraged by it. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our fifth episode of season two of the partnership podcast. And thanks, Phil, for joining me again for this chat.
1: Uh, you're most welcome, Kat.
0: Great. Uh, well, today we're talking about 1 Timothy five seventeen to 18, and Galatians 6, 6, where Paul's talking about sharing and support for teachers of the word. But let's pray before Phil reads that for us. Father God, giver of all good gifts, thank you for giving our churches and ministries, leaders who teach the word. Please help us as your people to appropriately and generously obey you and honour those who labour in teaching and preaching. And as we hear these teachings of Paul now, may you give us ears to hear and minds that grapple with how to apply these things in our contexts. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Amen. Okay, so we're going to read from 1 Timothy, chapter 5, 17 and 18, and then Galatians 6, verse 6. Uh, In 1 Timothy it says... The elders who direct the affairs of the church, well, are worthy of double honour, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. For scripture says, Do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. And the worker deserves his wages. And Galatians 6 says, Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Mm. Yes.
0: So they're both kind of similarish passages dealing with a similar thing. Although I was mm-hmm. really struck as um you read your translation, Phil, of one Timothy five, that it talks about the church, because the Greek actually just talks about the elders who lead mm-hmm. well or um and then especially those who labour in preaching and teaching. Um yeah, so both of them are concerned with those who are teaching and those who are Leading, um, labouring in those. Mm. And even um in 1 Timothy, those who toil and who grow tired or become weary in teaching <laughs> and preaching, which I think is many of us.
1: Yes, I would say <laughs> that's definitely... <laughs> um, yeah, it is those who are having effective leadership, I guess, um, and trying to do a good job, even though <laughs> we might not always... Um, hit that.
0: Mm, mm. And 1 Timothy 5 has that interesting word of the double, like mm. the concept of the double honour, that those who, these people who are wearing themselves out in preaching and teaching, uh, working in that way, uh, should be considered worthy of a double honour or a double, it's um, the word Ace has kind of financial honor, overtones, like honouring by valuing or by f- fixing a price, although it can also be talking about prestige Mm -hmm. or according worthiness. Um, So in the next chapter, Mm. it's talking about um, regarding your masters as worthy of all honour. It's the same word. But I think in the context here, it does push us, um, given that he's talking about the labourer deserving to be paid, it does push us, I think, Mm -hmm. here to be thinking about financial honour, which is just an interesting concept that those who lead well Mm. are worthy of a double on a like doubles a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Double or nothing. I think it's interesting because um, you mentioned about the context. It's actually earlier in the chapter. Um, it's kind of hidden, but that same word, uh, Temeo, uh, is in five verse three. Give proper recognition or give mm. honor to those widows who really are widows. Um, and there it's talking about finances as well as, you know, help. It's, it's about practical mm. help as much as um, recognizing their need, like honoring them, uh, recognizing that. And, and then it's kind of talking about the, the leaders of the church. And that's why especially probably talking about double honor, because um, they're the ones caring for the widows and caring for the church. Um, yeah, I, I kind of think of this double honor as like respect and remuneration or maybe like honor and honorarium kind of thing. I, I think it is talking about Um, financial matters here definitely
0: Mm, mm. it reminds me a bit about like the levites and how they would have received at least the same amount as everyone Mm. else around them in theory um yeah and i think sometimes our workers feel a bit embarrassed about um being paid even the same amount there's a pressure sometimes either internally or Mm. externally to live incredibly frugally or to live really at the most minimal standards like to live lives of I don't know voluntary poverty if we're in ministry, mm. and there's something really beautiful about that, and I think there are ways in which Paul did um model that for us, and yet here he's balancing it out with this idea that those who lead well should be considered worthy of double honor.
1: yeah, I think like we are saying, cat, um it is something that is um, for those who lead the affairs of the church, but it's really you know, all through Scripture, just like you said with the Levites. Um, the refer- reference there in, into the law, um, you know, Mosaic law in Deuteronomy 25, but then also the words of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, who also says effectively the same thing Paul's saying here, is putting them together and pulling out this principle uh, right across Scripture that those who are leading on behalf of yeah, God's family on, for him are uh, definitely worthy. Um, of the respect, but also that remuneration, mm. um, which links, mm. I guess, to Galatians 6, you know, when it talks about good things, um, you know. Yeah. The... Although,
0: Phil, I wonder if we can just dive into some of those quotes um, from yeah. the, the scriptures, the sure. Deuteronomy, because I think it's actually really interesting <laughs> um, thinking about the, och- <laughs> the oxen. The oxen, because. Um, yes. Uh, here Paul's pulling it out as you shall you shall not muzzle an ox while it's treading out the grain. But mm. really interestingly, he quotes the same um, Deuteronomy twenty five four that you mentioned. Mm. He quotes that in one Corinthians nine nine, and again yep. in the context of providing for ministry workers. Mm. Uh, and there he talks about how it's clear that um, God wasn't just concerned for oxen, but it was written actually entirely for our sake as New Testament believers. Yes. Uh, so that those who are ministry workers, those who've sown a spiritual good among you should be able to reap um, material benefits from those they're teaching. Now I, I think um, even just that idea of um, what mm. why is this why is the oxen this verse? Because in the Deuteronomy 25 mm. it really kind of stands out a bit yeah. um, as a, a verse just by itself. Uh, and I think there's some discussion about is that care, you caring like in the old testament Mm. is it caring for your own ox like is this an animal welfare issue or is it being wise in Mm. stewarding your own resource of this ox or is it someone else's ox even that you've rented (laughs) and so is it again animal welfare or even social justice that you're not exploiting the other person's possession but i think in either case there's this idea of allowing that working animal to share in the fruits of its labor and it Again, that's like lots of other places in the New Testament that are stressing Mm. the koinonia, the sharing, the represo... Always stumble on that. (laughs) The reciprocal nature of um, this kind of work, that the work work is flowing in one direction and the material Mm. sustenance is flowing in the other. So you've got the labour of the oxen, um, it's contributing and putting in labor and and gains grain as a part of that flow that sharing and here we have the labor of teachers and preachers and this financial double honor kind of being the natural sharing um mm. in what's going on here and I, yeah i think in 1 yes. timothy 5 it is a more passing reference than 1 corinthians 9 but yes. clearly intended to be <laughs> about ministry support yeah for, for ministry workers Mm. And then I think we've got this second second quote, the labourer deserves to be paid, although it's not clear that it's in t- entirely a um, a quote from the Old Testament, certainly a quote from Jesus. Um, but in Deuteronomy 24, 14, it's, it talks about, you shall not withhold the wages of poor and needy labourers, whether other Israelites or aliens who reside in your land in one of your towns. You mm. shall pay them your wages. Their wages daily before sunset, because they are poor and their livelihood depends on them. Otherwise, they might cry out to the Lord against you, and you would incur guilt. So, just again from a very similar part of Deuteronomy, and just a few verses before the oxen, um, it's talking about this biblical, uh, uh, you know, um, the legal law idea that we should be paying our laborers, and it's actually would be to incur guilt if we didn't, um. And Jesus draws on that when he sends out the 12, talking about mm. how they deserve their food um, in Matthew 10.10, 10, or when he sends out the 70 mm. in Luke 10.7, he talks about the labor deserves to be paid. And again, both of them, it's in the context not of poor and needy workers like in Deuteronomy 24, but, well, maybe poor and needy workers. <laughs> it's in the context of sending out ministry workers uh, and expecting that those whom they minister to will provide for their material needs. So they're deliberately Mm. to leave behind bags and money and spare staffs and sandals. And Mm. even if they've got an extra tunic, he says, don't take that, don't take bread because the worker actually should have all of those provided by those they're ministering to. So I think here it's picking up a similar idea that those who Mm. are laboring and preaching and teaching deserve to be paid um, in a similar way to those that Jesus sent out to those in um, under the law of Moses back in Deuteronomy. Um, yeah, and even to be quite well paid, I think, with the double honour.
1: Yeah, that's helpful. And something I would never kind of connected, but with those two, um, there's this idea of eating from the same feed trough. <laughs> so the, the oxen <laughs> is eating the human grain that's being ground into flour. But then also in the Luke 10 passage when Jesus is talking about it, he just said that... Um, the Lord of the harvest uh, is God who provides and ultimately it's God who's providing for the oxen and the people, uh, for the disciples, for, yeah, it's this idea that everything belongs to God and it comes from him and so therefore we ought to distribute it accordingly Um, and as Galatians 6 says, uh, good things, yep, all good Mm. things actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. I find it so interesting in galatians six six that'cause the context is talking about bearing one another's burdens um mm-hmm. and uh and and yet um carrying your own load and going straight from talking about mm-hmm. for all must carry their own loads and I think your translation even said nevertheless those who yes. are taught the word must uh well my translation then goes on to say those who taught- are taught the word must share in all good things with their teacher Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think i find it fascinating that there doesn't seem to be any discontinuity then between each carrying our own loads and those who are taught the word sharing in all good things with their teacher or of the teacher receiving those gifts that's not um a contradiction and i think that's Mm -hmm. really helpful for those of us who feel really awkward about being dependent on others just mm. reinforcing the goodness and the appropriateness. Paul even says must here, that those mm. who are taught the word must share in all good things with their teacher.
1: Yeah, that that's a helpful observation there, Kat, I really feel. Um, yeah, there's a sense that that must is almost obligatory um, and it's something that each of us should yeah, take responsibility for.
0: Yeah, yeah, and again, he uses in Galatians six six that sharing word, the koinoneo, mm-hmm. um, to share or to take part, and I think that's such a central concept in the New Testament provision mm-hmm. for new Tes- for gospel workers is this idea that we it needs to be a sharing that we are mm-hmm. sharing the spiritual riches that God's given us to share, and then the material benefits should be coming back, but it's a sharing, yeah, a fellowship with one
1: another. And it's like that idea we talked about last time, that connection between spiritual and physical. The one who receives spiritual instruction in the Word of God uh, shares their physical Mm. um, blessings that come um, so that all might give glory to God.
0: Mm, mm. So I think it's helpful just to pause and think about, well, what do we do with this? And I think... um, one of the, one of the main things again, one of the main applications is that we need to be really clear in our own minds that, you know, the, the way that we resource our ministries is not just some clever strategy that someone thought up and thought, hey, this will work, but actually, it's flowing out of the New Testament, the pages of the New Testament that mm. there's, God has ordered His people in this way that jesus modeled it in his own life as he received Mm. support from people when he sent out workers he was asking them to do it this way he's seeing a real continuity with the old testament and well even with the oxen (laughs) and (laughs) um uh, but also with there's the continuity with the levites and the um, temple workers and Mm. people but uh, it's just really good for those who teach Mm. and preach the word to be not even depending, but sharing in the material resources of those who benefit. This is how God has arranged his people. Um, Mm. And so we should feel really confident in our own minds that it's good for us to be discipling people into that and helping them to participate in that with us. Mm. Um, I then think it's really good for our students to understand as we're equipping them to be followers of Jesus in the world and to think about how to handle money and how to live their lives as Jesus' people um, mm. and as we send them out. Uh, and I think primarily these two um, would probably t- push them, especially this Galatians one, mm. push them to say, well, actually we need to be supporting our current church leaders, like mm-hmm. those who are teaching the word in our churches. Yep. Um, but also those who have previously taught us the word, I think, as well. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, there's probably a question then about it might actually be really good for our key students to think about uh, supporting staff at least a little bit mm-hmm. while they're students, while they're receiving that benefit. I know some staff feel really awkward about approaching anyone who's not yet a graduate or while mm. they're receiving the ministry, but there's something good about that as well. Um, and I would say as well it's just much easier for us to teach students while they're still students and not once they've graduated if you start having these conversations only once students graduate it's just Mm. going to be much harder than if the categories are already there because they're woven all the way through the new testament uh, and the old testament and so hopefully that's coming out as we're teaching them Mm.
1: yes some helpful things there kat Um,
0: yeah
1: yeah would you like me to pray
0: yeah that would be great thanks phil
1: oh heavenly father um Thank you for your words that we've just um, listened to and um, taken on board. This appropriateness to receive financial support is woven into your word from the Old Testament to the New. Help us to not feel awkward about this, but to trust you uh, in your provision through your people, uh, especially for those of us who uh, receive um, Uh, And seek to receive financial support from those that we're uh, preaching to and teaching. uh, But also for those of us who also are on the other end receiving um, and giving out. Uh, We thank you, God, that you're the one who cares for the animals. You also care for your people um, in all ways, big and small. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back next time with some more partnership encouragement. Bye for now.